Hey folks, Don here. Um, before we get into this episode, I just want to uh, preempt with uh, there's been developments since this conversation wherein the uh, management team of Paizo has voluntarily recognized uh, the union the Paizo workers have uh, put together. So great news for everyone. A lot of work went into this. A lot of quick work went into this. And now a lot more work has to go into uh, getting everyone what they feel they deserve and, um, yeah, just want to let you know, like, this is a great conversation. Uh, having Jenny Jarzabski on, uh, was a, a delight. Uh, I've been wanting to get her on for a good bit. I'm a big fan of her work. And, uh, so, so this is still a good valid conversation to have, but, uh, the, when we get into the union stuff, which is also good information, um, <laughs> hours after this conversation, we got the news. So I let a couple days go by and uh, decided to post it now because I still want this conversation out there and please continue to uh, support Paizo workers in their efforts. And uh, that's it. Have a great day, everyone. Hello and welcome back to Hexgrid Hangouts. Uh, this week I am joined by... Uh, Paizo talent legend, uh, Jenny Jarzabski, who is a Starfinder developer now working on <laughs> the modules and the APs. So welcome to the show, Jenny. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Uh, continuing the conversation of uh, everything around Paizo, hashtag Paizo accountability, hashtag unionized Paizo and everything going on there. Um. Before we get uh, into the the very important parts, I do want to talk about uh, just uh, what what got you what got you to where you're at. Where did you when did you start gaming? Uh, where did you start gaming? And like, what's been your your progress, uh, your journey to today? All right. Well, um, I I say this a lot on like interviews or when I, when people ask me that question, but I mm -hmm. feel like I feel like I started gaming. Uh, I didn't start playing uh, tabletop RPGs until I was in, it was like just after college. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I started gaming when I was a kid because, you know, we all play those little like imaginary pretend games. Um, yes. I always, I always did that, but I was kind of this proto GM in a way because I was always the kid who was coming up. Like p other kids would come to me and be like, what are we playing? Like what, what should we play? Yeah. Um, and I was always kind of doing like deciding what our game was and, you know, picking, uh, or I was playing like villains or kind of side characters so that they could be like, you know, the heroes, whether it was something we made up or we're, playing out you know power rangers or something like yep. that and so i feel like that's always been part of who i am um like when i was really little i was a weird kid that just walked around and i literally told stories to myself out loud and everyone thought i was really weird until <laughs> finally some other kids came up and were like what's your can you tell us what you're talking about and then that's how that kind of started um and and you know i got into um forum like text-based role-playing mm -hmm. when I was a teenager. And I also took on a similar role of like sort of helping plan the big storylines, you know, the meta plot of our, of our RP. And then after college, I, or I had a couple in high school, I had like a D and D encounter that didn't really go well because it was like, it was old school D and D, 
Mm -hmm. I was a friend's dad, super awesome, nice people. But I came in when they were doing like treasure and like accounting essentially after a long dungeon. And I just, (laughs) yeah, I, I I just couldn't hook into it. And like, after that, my attention wandered and I was just like, "Eh." but in after college, I had a friend, I worked at a comic book store part time. And she was like, do you want to play one of these games? okay, I'll give it another shot. And she's like, yeah, yeah I, I run this game called Pathfinder. And that's how it started. Like that's the, oh, that's the rest awesome. is history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, and I, I just had a, a conversation literally last night with uh, uh, Brian Bauman. Um, and oh, he, yeah. he, he brought up like, yeah, as kids, like we play pretend all the time. I yeah. am uh, the eldest brother of three. Um, so it, it kind of fell to me to like, not certainly not dictate what we did because I was the oldest and therefore the villain automatically. But like, you know, I was the one pushing, like, you know, if we're playing power Rangers, you know, someone has to be, you know, uh, (laughs) the baddie because they want to be the heroes. And I'm like, (laughs) I I got very good at my Lord Zed impression. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. I love that. How like, you know, where we start as gamers isn't necessarily when we're buying our first math rocks when we're right (laughs) doing the whole stranger things uh montage you know it's it's way way before then and that's 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 a real bummer that that gm uh i'm sure they meant well uh and i'm sure those players were dying to do their accounting portion of the adventure (laughs) but uh, oh boy what a way to step into it yeah, and I, I think I just I may not have been ready at that point anyway, like sure. to sit down and have the attention span to do that. But um, so that's kind of how I got started with gaming. And it's yeah. it's funny to hear that one of my coworkers and, and fellow union people that that he has such a similar life experience. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, so after that, I started I, I eventually ended up going to some conventions because I got really into Pathfinder, particularly org play. And I was like GMing. I started volunteering mm-hmm. and I was volunteering at Gen Con. And I, I was sitting at the info desk talking to new people and trying to hype them about like, come in and play in the Sagamore. And yep. this guy comes and sits down next to me. And he was a super nice dude. Like I had no idea who he was. He introduced himself. His name was Owen. And I was talking to him. <laughs> and it turns out I was sitting next to Owen Casey Stevens because yep. uh, he'd been sent up to help. Uh, the volunteers uh-huh. <laughs> when he was still at Paizo and he basically talked to me and found out I liked to write and that I play the game. And so he's like, well, why don't you freelance? And mm-hmm. I was like, wait, that's an option. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, I got in touch with him. He had me do some third party stuff and I've just kind of worked my way um, into working, like doing freelance for Paizo and just at being reliable and getting to the point where I had a reputation and I was very prolific and so after after like I want to say I've been doing that for probably six or seven years now, and I got to the point where they started asking if I wanted to do contract development work because mm. um, they felt you know I guess they felt that I had a pretty solid handle on on their adventures and I said yes so I did a few rounds of that when they needed help and then when an uh, an opening happened they uh, I was actually reached out to and as a like kind of a short list of people. Uh, all told, I've actually applied for Paizo. Like I've I've applied to work at Paizo three times. 
the the first time was when I was not at all qualified and I'd been freelancing for like six months and <laughs> and they told me we want to use you as a freelance author because we thought your writing sample was great but you mm -hmm. you know come back later then I applied I, I applied again but I dropped out because I didn't think I was ready to move and I was like oh I don't I don't want to do this and then the third time they reached out to me and I was like okay I, let's do this and I got hired so nice and when <laughs> yeah. you say move this was the the full on uh what what many people at Paizo uh yeah. including uh Brian Bauman and uh, Jason Tondro have said like you got to be in Seattle like it's kind yeah. of yeah which right. I don't yeah not 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 necessarily the best thing but yes you do uh, most people are uh do have to relocate so mm -hmm. I and since I knew that was what I would have to do it took me a while to get to where I was ready for that gotcha so, yeah cool. Nice. Uh, and yeah, I looked at your credits. I'm like, oh boy, we're going to be talking about uh, 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 organized play because that's how I got started. Uh, 2016, 15. Mm -hmm. it's, been a, it's only been a couple years. It took me a little bit to uh, to to cross over that that like taboo barrier. Uh, my friends yeah. and I built into us like, okay, you know, we're nerds and geeks and losers and all that things but uh you know we're we're not we're not dungeons and dragons players right guys <laughs> but uh <laughs> eventually uh sitting around drinking mountain dew playing halo was getting old so i i took that step across and uh i haven't looked back and yeah so i uh i joined the local well my co-worker harassed me for months into joining the local uh local gaming stores uh organized play and it was pathfinder this yeah this was 16 because the next year starfinder was uh coming out and um that that blew my brain up because then i'm like oh i need to learn this system so i can do the sci-fi system because sci-fi is really where where my where my heart lies uh, a little bit more and um so yeah 2016 is when i started cool nice i can i can trace that back now finally and i loved it i loved how um uh, the the people that championed Paizo, uh, you know, they they really set me straight. And uh, like you know, some of them were a little overzealous that this was the only valid game in town. And I'm like, sure, whatever. I'm <laughs> 25 and don't know what I'm doing with this thing. So um, so it, it was great. The 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 continuous story, the references, and uh, a little geek thing about me. Like if you put a reference to something from something else. Even if it's like a person, a line, that's like, that's, that's, um, trying not to say crack, but it, <laughs> it's very much like, that's what I latch onto. That's what I, that's what I crave is continuity, which is a weird mm -hmm. thing to love. But, um, so like Grandmaster Torch would show up and, or, uh, Grandmaster Torch. Yeah. That's not a oh, torch. Um, yeah, no, you're no, right. Grandmaster yeah. Torch. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, that's him. I know him from that. And they're like, yes, yes, but y your character doesn't know that. Like, oh, and that's how I learned metagaming. Um, right. <laughs> we all have to learn it at some point, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that was a that was a fun thing. And um, yeah, uh, Starfinder Society came out. I immediately was uh, one of the quicker leveled up players, and I was I eventually got a home game, and I kind of like dropped local gaming. Uh, store thing for for that that's when i made the home game and within six months they wanted to do a podcast and that's where this launched so like well nice yeah love it um 
So, um, ba, 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 uh, real quickly, because because I do want to give as much time as possible to uh, every the important things going on, but um, because you're developing modules and APs, mm-hmm. um, how how are you feeling? Um, like, I, I've talked to I've talked to a couple people about the process of creating society uh, scenarios. Like, what kind of a gear shift was it for you to switch to the bigger APs like full on six book three book yeah it's you know it's pretty different um I just moved over I guess it's been about a month since Mm -hmm. I uh got since I actually started making that transition Mm -hmm. um and so I don't I don't feel that I have a super great I mean I think I'll have more to say on that like you know next year six months even but Mm -hmm. I mean, it is it is a difference because, you know, there's hard parts to both of the jobs. Like there's challenging things like with uh, with SFS or PFS or play, you are basically having to come up with um, typically it, it was anywhere from like usually two adventures a month to sometimes you would have like three or four coming out for cons like Gen Con yeah. season is very busy. And of course, we've had some uh, as the budget changed. We did, you know, we did cut back some some uh, adventures. So now Starfinder typically has like one and then sometimes like it'll have two or a bounty. So it's a little less, but it's a lot of I mean, for most of my time, I was I was basically uh, outlining and developing two scenarios a month. And it's a lot of ideas to come up with. Um turnaround's quick so it's kind of there's there's a crunch and stress aspect there but you also get to see your work and your ideas um come out in about like you know anywhere from three to six months uh after you you know first outlined them and assigned them to an author Mm -hmm. so you have this really quick turnaround so you can really like learn and kind of see like mistakes and things that people really liked things they didn't like (laughs) and you can adjust on a much faster schedule you know and you can you can afford to be experimental with your ideas because there's just so much content right like if if one thing is like we don't want anything to be a flop but if one thing isn't well received it's like all right maybe we won't try this like super weird you know um like ai like go into an ai's mind mindscape or something like i don't know like some some (laughs) really wacky idea or maybe people loved it and it's like okay so we need more of this right like we need a follow-up but with APs and modules, you know, now we only have like, I think it's two APs and like three modules essentially coming out um, a year. Mm-hmm. And with it's a print product. It's not just. Yes. A, yes. <laughs> and so so you take a lot longer to work on it. So like right now, I just outlined a module that I believe will come out. It'll be in like it'll be next year. Um, I think it comes out like end of next year or early 2023. And my first AP that I will start outlining, uh, I want to say in like February, March, that won't even come out till 2023. And so it's a very, it's like, you you still can take risks, but you have to be, I feel like you have to be more careful about them because, mm-hmm. you know, you're just investing so much in this and in this product, and you're not going to even see it come out until like a year from when you work on it, which is so weird. Like, I'm used to that as a freelancer, but as a dev, it's a very different experience. You um, thought once you were a dev, like, no, I should, I should see more. I should yeah, have more. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just, a, I was going to comment that, yeah, the mm-hmm. uh, society play, uh, uh, are PDFs. So like, you know, oh, you know what? We need to fix this. Yep. Well, 
it's a task to do i'm sure uh oh, and yeah. then to announce it uh, to errata it and then but like for a, a ap or a module like that's that's ink <laughs> that's ink friends <laughs> we i know need to... we, yeah <laughs> chances are those will never be reprinted unless yes. we do like a special you know like a collector's compendium mm -hmm. like we you know like with curse of the crimson throne and like yep. all those you know old school like popular pathfinder ones but yeah it's and it, it feels like there's you know there's a different pressure because in org play there's a lot of pressure to constantly have new ideas and keep it going yeah. but if you screw up a little bit like well okay we can fix it like we can we can go on the forums and tell the gms uh yes. sorry it wasn't dc what one of my favorite ones it was we ended up with like a dc like 180 because we accidentally someone accidentally put a zero oh, the, no. <laughs> and we're like yes it's a dc 18 like i yes. promise <laughs> um it's possible but you can do that but with the ap it's like sure you you have less ideas to constantly throw out mm -hmm. but you also and you have longer but like it better be perfect as perfect as you can make it because yeah there's no change like there's no going back like it's, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. A, a decade decade and a half when uh a, a new edition is coming out like people will still tell the tale of the time that uh i mean this is an, from an artist standpoint but um when uh the armory came out and they had the shell knuckles oh my god oh, wow. people won't stop like to this day people are hammering the shell knuckles uh, uh, Starfinder item because the shells are facing the wrong quote unquote wrong way and I'm like you it's a fantasy game guys let's like let, loosen up a tiny bit but like that's a thing or no maybe it was Core Rulebook that had the shell knuckles whichever book had the shell knuckles it was a gloved weapon that had two shotgun shells on the back of the the back of the hand and like I can't I'm, I'm very I'm, I'm very much maybe too much online uh, is probably the actual problem here, but like I am constantly seeing things like little nitpicky things, like it's like propped up as like this is incorrect. <laughs> okay, cool. And then when I hear it, I'm like, <laughs> yes, yes. You know, it's 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 not a meme, but like everyone's journey is different. Like, oh, okay, you're now discovering that, and I'll go, I'll be on the Starfinder Discord, and someone will, um talk about I'm like yep yep that's a thing and we're moving on right <laughs> <laughs> so yeah definitely understand how uh, uh it's probably a finer tooth comb that you have to go through with those ap's oh yeah for sure and so i'm still i'm still kind of like i'm learning um a lot of the processes are very are, are the same basically but there's an extra layer of you know like things that you have to do for print products like pagination is something i never had to do because you have to know exactly what page mm -hmm. you know this is going to go on because it matters like all our books are restricted to like our print books must be and you know x number of pages yes um and and it's like copy fitting becomes a little bit more it's something because we do our we do copy fitting org play we do our best but it's like okay if it's a little messy like well whatever like they yeah. don't that's not the point but with a print book it also needs to be aesthetically pleasing as much as functional so absolutely yes. oh yes yep. so yeah totally i mean in some ways the same but in a lot of ways it's very different for sure and you've only been at it a month so yeah. like so right now it must be really cool to you for like oh this is like just the the maybe not culture shock but just the culture shift of like mm -hmm. uh, and so um this is a, a term i learned from tondro uh are you are you like officially in the star chamber when you're a developer or is that like or are you like even when you were doing um 
society play that's that's still star chamber he very much loved that term um, oh yes oh yeah we're, <laughs> no i i have been in the star chamber um since i i was hired or so and since i was especially since i was doing starfinder society as gotcha. the line lead yeah no i've Fair been enough. in there but now we joke though that we're uh like we, we still use star chamber and that's actually the name of the channel in our teamwork so it's <laughs> nice it's it's cool but we also um we we recently went to do like a little day in the park and have pizza to like bond and uh we're gonna do do next i think go see the movie but we i we decided awesome. we started calling ourselves j squadron like i said it jokingly and then they're like no that's really good because our names all start with j yeah 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 <laughs> keely tondro jarzavsky yeah, who yeah is there anyone I'm missing? Um, well, we have Joe because he's our he's Starfinder Pacini, lead yes. designer. Pacini. Course, yeah. Um, yeah, G, uh, yeah, Tondro Keeley, and I want to, and then I guess me, Joe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm like, if I'm missing someone, I'm so sorry, y'all. Uh, <laughs> and we have, and now we have our uh, our new um, Starfinder Society dev who came in after me, Jessica. So she's a J too, although uh, Catalan, Jessica Catalan. Yeah, Catalan. Awesome. Yep. Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, I can say that because she announced it on her social media. So yes. it's like, cool, yep. I can say it now. <laughs> That's <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah, so excited to have her be like the heir to to the, ne the next Starfinder Society <laughs> first seeker leader person. It's it's so, it's yeah. so good. I yeah. um, uh, Full disclosure, did you do anything with uh, the commencement uh, module or not module scenario? Um, No, I, that was okay. before my time. I mean, I've okay. run it many times. But. Yeah. I, I uh, the the very first uh, episode of this that I I was basing this cruise. Uh, I'm only telling this because I I thought you if you had done it, this might have been fun for you. But uh, so you played a lot. You you know the people mm -hmm. obviously. But uh, my people, like you know, I needed a hook, and uh, they were all kind of broken people and wanting a new life. So uh, the this podcast began with the players um, joining the Starfinder Society, basically using commencement as like. Uh, hey, we need you. They met Radazam. They chose like which I had them kind of do like a uh, not a house sorting, but uh, like you know you're all you're all just hired mercenary types. So uh, mm -hmm. Radazam's gonna want you. And I had a whole thing. They met like I basically lifted <laughs> the commencement for uh, my first uh, uh, the premiere of this show, and it was just oh, nice. so fun to like go over the lore. I very uh, maybe to a fault not really but uh sometimes i'll uh i'll like latch on to things uh that first session they uh one of the players really liked strawberry machine cake because it sounded funny and we had a i found some funny funky music and like it became a thing nice. and it's been so good to weave that lore in with this like currently um I even made up a calendar <laughs> where currently it's like the second week of 318 and uh, uh, my players don't know this. I don't know if they'll listen to this, but because uh, it's my voice. Um, but uh, uh, pretty soon the uh, the Scoured Stars, um, uh, not, not, the, the rescue is about to unfold. And I'm curious oh, nice. how I'm going to play that. So it's. It's it's so good. Like all of you do great work. I've gotten to know uh, a fair few authors. Uh, some of the freelancers. Um, mm -hmm. I've had Allison Slide on here. I've had. Uh, I think that may be the only society person, really. But like hearing the story, you know, hearing their what they can share of <laughs> the process, it's just so cool. And that rapid fire, it feels like comic books. 
like you know just just rapidly getting things out all these different people the the artists having to get with them and confer notes so awesome um i think that's enough uh, of this uh <laughs> we've got uh, a whole yeah. lot of <laughs> stuff going on um had i had um brian on last night uh, and he said you know there wasn't really anything he could share uh, monday's kind of like the big day when news can drop you know we're, you're all waiting for um the deadline for uh the piezo management team uh to uh voluntarily recognize the union um so mm -hmm. uh i just like to get from your uh perspective uh how are things going how are you doing and um uh all that sure uh so yeah that is our that is kind of our next step now i mean we've had you know we've had months of preparation leading up to this uh it's certainly it's certainly accelerated within the past Within the past month, like when allegations were made on Twitter and that mm -hmm. kind of put a spotlight on Paizo. And we also got that overwhelming amount of support from the community, our freelancers. Yes. Yes. And we started, you know, we started supporting each other. And that's when we kind of looked at each other and realized, like, we could actually make this happen and it can happen sooner than we thought. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So at that point, it was just a, it was basically us bringing together all these little cells of people that had been planning or talking about unionization and bringing them all together mm -hmm. so that we could plan. Um, so that was obviously like, that's like step zero, us announcing our intent to unionize and filing with the NLRB, um, you know, National Labor Relations Board, for those who don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, so right now, like you said, we are waiting to hear back. Uh, we have not yet heard uh, a response from from paizo yet um mm -hmm. we haven't heard that so we're just kind of waiting to see uh we haven't heard anything <laughs> negative either so that's good yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, so, and uh <laughs> i'm very much uh pro union pro uh, all of you getting yeah. getting good. massively <laughs> improved uh working conditions but uh at the same time like yes lawyers uh on their on their end have to like you know there do need to be meetings i am curious though and oh, yeah. i didn't think of it till just now like are, are you all still fully remote? I know like the option is to stay remote. Mm -hmm. uh, um, so, so you're not in the office. I am not. So, so the way that it is right now is we do have some people that never were remote. Like our warehouse obviously has to of be course. there. <laughs> yes. I mean, if there was a way for them to stack, you know, boxes and, and unload a shipment remotely, I'm sure they would love it. But one day. Yeah, yeah, one day. Um, but no, they've been there the whole time. And then yeah. we've got a few. It's mostly uh, it's mostly like management types folks who have been there, like mm -hmm. people that do the like accounting and stuff. Um, there's been a few there. But at this point, we have the option to come back into the office. And I okay. think there's I think there's a there's a handful of people that have taken them up on that. But most mm -hmm. of us remain uh, remain remote. I, I was just curious, like. Uh... I don't I don't know the whole management team. I know the like the mm -hmm. big names, of course. I was just curious if there was like that awkward moment uh ever in the building now. Like, you know, if they're there, they walk by, like <laughs> like, yeah. like you, you don't like you definitely don't want to cause a scene, but like <laughs> I I'm a bit of a spiteful little champ, uh scamp. And uh like I could be like <laughs> surreptitiously pointing at my button, my shirt that says United Paizo oh, yeah. Workers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um awesome uh oh that's my entire train of thought for my next bit uh but uh so so bit of a holding pattern uh very mm -hmm. very I, from the people that i've talked to and the people i'm following 
uh i'm keeping abreast of everything going on and it's a lot and i really appreciate all of you of course you're gonna be passionate about this but like letting us know because as you were saying it was a month ago that was right when you um announced or when you uh shifted (laughs) to the uh ap's and modules so like this past month for you it must have been that added layer of crazy right yeah oh gosh yes and it's you know it's i'm doing well and it's like since we since we started taking concrete steps to make this happen i felt a lot more hopeful and positive about work Mm -hmm. even even when there are things that are still a problem like this this more than just you know because management was like oh yeah we're gonna try to you know we're gonna try to make things better but this more than anything makes me feel hopeful so i've still been i'm you know, all the union organizing and, and talking with everyone and trying, you know, like we're all trying to organize and, and, you know, contribute and keep abreast of what's happening. Mm -hmm. And it is a lot. Like there's been a few times that, you know, if I go to bed early, I'll have, you know, like a page of like a discord conversation to read through, or I have stuff on signal and I'm just like, (laughs) Oh, it's a lot, but I, I really do. Like I'm in really good spirits. Um, I'm obviously super busy, Yes, but I, you know, we've, I think that having this be as transparent as possible, uh, obviously there's things we can't, that we won't share outside Mm -hmm. or that we won't share until we're ready to make an official statement. But I think it's important because, because really what this last month or so has shown us is that this community is very strong and that we are, I mean, that that's really like the company's best asset is the people like not just us as as like the employees and staff like the staff that are making the products but like mm-hmm. the people playing the game uh, you know they really like a lot of them really do care about us not not just not paizo but like the people that make up paizo and yeah. so i think the company uh, it feels like they may be starting to realize that like in terms of management mm-hmm. um so yeah so i've been super busy but i am very i'm very hopeful right now Awesome. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's awesome to hear. And, uh, absolutely. Uh, when I was chatting with Brian, uh, you know, I, I remarked that like this all popped up the allegations, of course, uh, Sarah and Diego leaving and like Mm -hmm. hearing, hearing the impassioned people like, uh, Brian brought up a point, like this isn't, uh, uh, casting shade in any direction, but like, customer service people in companies typically don't have this sort of impact um, or or reaction to um, when things happen. Like typically, you know, a a customer service person could be uh, loved or hated. These are my words. I'm kind of paraphrasing here, but like, but then the, the love, the people I talk to, they're like, yes, this is all good, but I just, I'm still broken up over Diego and Sarah. I'm like, that's totally valid. Feel Mm -hmm. your feelings, but it's, it's, the customer service people are, have made such a relationship with people and you all make yourselves available to these games. I've right. uh, uh, Brian mentioned that there's spreadsheets of who's making what um, uh, speaking <laughs> engagements like this. I, I said, Oh, I have Jenny on tomorrow. I was like, Oh yeah. I saw that on the spreadsheet. I'm like, there are spreadsheets. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, we so, have so, one. <laughs> that's awesome. I, and I love that. Like you're, you are organized, you're organizing. And I love that you've made yourselves available to people like myself, no direction, Southern tomfoolery to get these platforms to talk what you want to talk about. And it's, it's, it's a great, it's a great relationship. Uh, I'm running um, 
uh, fly for your die offline uh, and like not a session goes by where I don't think of just a dumb little thing to send to Tondro. Um, and, <laughs> and, awesome. and, and he's, yeah, and he's always receptive and it's just, just, I, I, I love these goddamn games so much and the people who make them like it's, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, a uh, we have such access in these wonderful dark times of the pandemic and social media and everything that like, it really does lift my spirits to know like, Oh, you know, these people are people like these, these aren't like uh, ancient tomes that we're playing out of and like how it's written is how it is. Play your game. <laughs> yeah. uh, I can, I can look at uh, the society uh, scenario and like, I have a question about the rabbit people. I'm going to message Allison and figure yeah. out. <laughs> so like, it's just so, so damn cool to feel this level of connection. And uh, I'm glad that you're all doing well with it. And it's, it sounds like it's helping a bit, maybe. It is for sure. No, I, I really like it. Like sometimes, you know, cert certain members of our staff are less comfortable with being so connected. And, and I respect that. Like there's nothing sure. wrong with that. Um, They prefer to be a bit more like anonymous or just like not anonymous, but like detached from of course. Yeah. Or, and they can, they'll still communicate a lot with freelancers and, you know, I mean, spoiler, like most of our, free, almost all our freelancers actually actively play this game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's how they get, we recruit them a lot of times at cons yeah. or from like Twitter, Discord groups, things like mm -hmm. that. Um, cause they, cause you know, it's a weird, it's a special kind of writing where you have to have at least a basic understanding of the rules to write for it. Like you don't need to know everything, but you know, understanding how the, what the game actually is, is kind of a, a need. Um, yes. It's necessary, but <laughs> Yeah, but like some of us aren't involved in it, but I feel like a lot of us really are uh, excited about talking to people in the community and it's and sharing it because it's our passion too. And yeah. I just feel like um, I, I prefer this to working somewhere where the creatives are kind of like in an ivory tower, so to speak, and they don't really talk to people because we're making this game for y'all. I mean, like this is not, you know, this is for the people that are playing it. Um there's some opinions, obviously, that we we don't choose to take into account. Like there are, there is a, sadly, there is still a holdout of some very like toxic, problematic people um, mm -hmm. that that play. I mean, we can't stop them from, we can stop them <laughs> from coming to events and things like that, but we can't sure. stop them from buying the book and and like reading it. But mm -hmm. most of our community is really awesome, and even the ones who tend to be a little maybe a little negative a lot of times when you talk to them you can figure out like oh they're just annoyed about this or they're yes. you know they're just bad at communicating maybe that's mm -hmm. you know but they're not bad people so i i really like it too and i yeah. i think that's what's allowed us to uh to well i won't say we've succeeded until we know of course i mean <laughs> when if the company voluntarily recognizes us that is that is great like that is a successful thing cause for celebration but when we really will have succeeded is I think when we've, uh, when we've negotiated our first contract with them and it's been approved, that's when I'll say like, okay, this is victory mm -hmm. because, you know, but I, I think we wouldn't have this level of no, uh, like notoriety and publicity and support if it weren't for that. Like we couldn't without this community. I don't know if this could have happened. Like if we sure. could have, you know, unionized and come out and said it, to the yeah. world you know yeah. so. stepping out without <laughs> yeah. knowing who has your back is terrifying and that's something i, oh, yeah. I chatted with uh the other day like uh the, the the concerted effort of uh the employees who are doing this stuff and then the separate 
Um, and I don't know who knows what about anything, but like mm-hmm. from, from an outsider's perspective watching, it very much felt like the freelancers and, and they've said this, people have said this, like unbidden by anyone completely independent of their own volition, the work stoppage comes from them. And like having that support must feel pretty damn amazing uh, that, that, that rolled out that way. Yeah. Um, I, and you know, the thing about it is like the freelancers basically in a way they truly made this possible too. Like this was really a, this was really a perfect storm of like, you know, okay, we have to accelerate this now because we can, Mm -hmm. um, the freelancers, they, without talking to us, like after these allegations, I remember there was just this outpouring of people messaging, I mean, I'm friends with some of the freelancers and I have response or I have like a professional relationship with many of them, but Mm -hmm. people were just emailing me, messaging me on like discord on Twitter. And it's like, oh my God, are you okay? And like, wow, is it really like this? Or like, wow, you know, asking all these questions. And then Mm -hmm. just suddenly they all just formed up together. Yes. And they were like, and I mean, I used to be a freelancer, so I heard a few things of like, well, we're, you know, we can't let this happen. But like, I I wasn't privy to their plans. Like we weren't, the staff wasn't involved in that at all. They just like went out and they're like, no, we want our staff, like the staff that we care about and that we work with to be treated better. And so they organized like what's, I guess it was kind of a, it's kind of a strike, like an unofficial strike that they're, Mm -hmm. that they're doing right now. And yeah, the, uh, the way I've been hearing it best described is like, it is not a strike because we can't strike, but the thing we're doing has many of the positive uh, effects of Mm -hmm. what a strike would provide. And that I love that just the, 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 not gall, uh, the chutzpah, the, 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 the verisimilitude to like, we're going to do this and we're just going to do this. You know, there was, there didn't seem like there was any communication at all. And they were like, no, this is what we're doing. You know what? <laughs> and it just, I just love the solidarity. It's, it feels so damn good. Like, because um, just uh, when, when I chose Paizo to be where I'm going to make creative stuff, um, I could have made a D and D podcast and been marginally more uh, visible and the hashtags would have, but like when (laughs) I, when I started playing Pathfinder games, like the, the representation, like all the things Paizo uh, loves, uh, loves to like uh, tout uh, kind of was shaken a bit by all those allegations and everything. And then to see this level of solidarity teamwork, uh, it's just like uh, it has been a, for me who was like, do I put stuff out now? Is this the bad company now yeah. uh, to, to see to see how how people are standing by you all and how you're championing all this together? It's it's like, OK, no, this is still Paizo. We're just going to fix it. Yes, exactly. And, you know, some people like I feel like I know some people, both freelancers and just people that play the game and buy our stuff. Like, I know they felt betrayed. I mean, they've said it and I and it just that makes me feel so terrible because, you know, I I care about those people. And obviously, I want to keep my job. And if they stop (laughs) buying stuff like uh, we won't be open anymore. But but it's also I just feel awful because, yeah, like all of the all of us like the devs the designers the editors um most of like our middle management like they we are all very dedicated to these things of like representation and being yes. you know having a game that is openly more progressive and has you know and presents those as the default options like mm-hmm. 
you know, we're and trying to make this this industry and the hobby better. But it's been hard too to know, like as an employee, kind of like how the sausage is made and knowing yes. that internally sometimes those values aren't really upheld as well as they could be and again every yeah. no one's perfect but you know we we really wanted to improve things but we it's like we're not gonna it's it's not appropriate for us to go out and talk about it so it's had to be the ex-employees coming out and mm -hmm. and like you know uh whistleblowing or <laughs> Or freelancers, you know, taking that first step and that that was so brave of them because yeah. as far as they knew, they would never get work from us again, you know. Sure. Um, although I'll tell you, like most of the devs I know and myself included, like I I will not, you know, if anyone were to come to me and say, oh, you can't hire them, they're blacklisted because they participated in this demonstration. <laughs> I'd be like, uh, no, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, that's the wrong and, thing to say to me. Uh <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, but no, like I'm going to keep hiring them. And also if, if you're going to demand that, that you need to furnish me a list of people that are as qualified as them. And oh, hey, you can't. Um, and that's, and <laughs> yes. to be clear, that's not happening from everything I've seen internally. Uh, our, our management has realized that they know how important the freelancers are to mm -hmm. our business model. And they yeah. have realized they need to negotiate with these people that they need to um, take their concerns seriously. So what I have heard is that they, they seem to be, they are communicating with the freelancers some. And again, this is why it's like, I hold out hope. Like there is a lot of work to be done, but I think that, at least some of, you know, like, I feel like some of them are, are really starting to get it. Like they're, they're starting to hear all of us and preparing. It feels like they're preparing to, to help us make these changes. But even if they don't, like, we're going to, I mean, basically if, if, you know, we're going to push it through. So yes. yeah, yeah. I, so there's a, <laughs> the, uh, there's a, a sentiment being passed around along Twitter is like, uh, if there were going to be scabs, uh, those people who would have been best suited to be scabs have made themselves. Okay. This is me butchering the thing. Like they, 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 they're unscabbable because they've yeah. already shown their allegiance uh, mm -hmm. to, to where they're like, and that's huge as a bargaining. Like I'm no expert at all, but like as a bargaining negotiation thing, like going into like knowing that the people that you would uh, try to go, go around to like, no, we still going to be operational. Uh, it's just with new people. Those people, the best people suited for that, uh, are are not available, and that's that's, yep. that's huge. I love it. And uh, uh, a, a thought I had while you were talking about the uh, the the values Paizo espouses. Uh, just yesterday, uh, me being very much online, I I was seeing people saying like, uh, "What's the sexuality of this person?" I jumped on there and like. Uh, eh, all, all what I can't remember the exact line I said, but uh, what I've heard over the years is all uh, NPCs are, unless outright said, by by nature. So like, there's none of this like uh, 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 around sexuality. Just like you know, they were like, oh, I saw him with this. I'm like, bye. They're all bye. Everyone's bye. It's the future. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and I just and I just love like I can. I can throw that out there and like 
I'm not going to get uh, more let. I, I won't get like flooded with, you know, you don't push your stuff onto this. It's not my stuff, friends. Right. We have open. <laughs> yeah, we have openly uh, trans, bi, pan NPCs left and right. You just aren't reading these books closely, clearly. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go on. <laughs> oh, I was just saying, and, and I just love that. Like that, that is why this company is where I, I, I put my, my shingle or whatever that, that, idiom metaphor thing is like i i stand with paizo because they aren't the people too scared to uh, uh actually put in uh mobility aids <laughs> they, and i just it just fills me up with uh warm feelings oh sorry my yeah no oh you're good you're good i i know how that is um <laughs> and oh gosh and like oh so so when so we originally had a plan right just to kind of go back to like this process of of sure. getting uh trying to get you know voluntarily recognized by the company um we had originally planned to do our our public announcing and sending that that email to the executives uh stating our intention and inviting them to work with us um <laughs> we had originally planned to do that not last week but the week before mm -hmm. but we weren't quite ready because we've been working really closely with uh CWA they've been super awesome uh Ted is our our like our person that we've been consulting and he wanted to make sure that we you know dotted all our i's crossed <laughs> all our t's because he said, you know, he's he knows how passionate we are and he understood the urgency of the moment, you know, of kind of taking the momentum of, of everything that's been going on. But he also, you know, he cautioned us not to rush because he's seen campaigns fail and he didn't want that to happen. So we actually ended up having to do it the week after. And I was like, oh, shit, because I was out of town last week. I was seeing my family in Texas. And yeah. so. It was, I, I was actually off work, but of course I was still working in terms of, you know, UPW. So, mm -hmm. you know, as a, as a member, um, we're, I'm just kind of checking like, and comms are just blowing up because that's when we announced it. And I, <laughs> I told my family, I was like, this is happening. So I'm probably going to be distractible. And my dad is, and most of that, of that side of the family is extremely pro union. So they were, of course, like he was a union steward um, for years yes. uh, with UAW. And he was like, oh yeah, that's awesome. And they're just like, yeah, we're proud of you. But it was kind of, it was a little bit uh, wild to, you know, be dealing with that while I'm trying to visit family and, and while there's <laughs> other things. So I get it. I get yeah. how it feels with the phone blowing up. <laughs> yeah. People knew it, it's muted too, but like I just kept seeing the flash. I'm like, maybe it's actually important, and it, it's not. It's good. Oh, yeah. uh, and, good. And, and that, that yeah, uh, one of the great things that I'm seeing on Twitter from a lot of people is uh, how many stories are like, my family were in the union, my grandparents mm -hmm. did this, and like that's 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 that's, that's right. Like <laughs> you can't just separate out like uh, uh, Tondro, the the AP developer of Fly Free or Die, uh, very much eat the rich um uh like mm -hmm. i he he's he's a champion uh for union stuff left and right and i and i love that everyone it, it feels good to see that like you know we're not backing down i we know the work that's involved we're not just asking for things to ask for things like we're putting in the work we have um the uh the, the background around it and uh you said your family was union so uh mm -hmm. and they're they're all for what you're doing with that uh I'm just curious, like, because you made the move from Texas to uh, Seattle for uh, 
for this. Uh, what what's your family's like opinion of? Because I'm just curious how like. <laughs> I'm not I'm not so much in contact with my family and I'm very much this is a hobby so like this isn't a, a, a right. big thing like that but like I tried to tell my mom what I'm doing and she's like doesn't get it um yeah <laughs> she's she's like uh, and I said you know here's a link you can watch it on YouTube you know what YouTube is I don't know what you're doing and I don't know if I like it I'm like okay mom uh but, but uh how was it how was it for you uh to be like i i make the things i'm moving to this place specifically to make games um they were they were proud because i they've known that i've you know i've always been like a writer and they they knew that what i really always have wanted to do is is write like to find mm -hmm. a way to get paid to be creative and so they understand they understand that that is what this is mm -hmm. they don't necessarily understand what like anything about the game and they probably <laughs> yeah. think it's weird but well and and as much as i'll i'll roll my eyes at, at like big bang theory but at the same time my dad and my stepmom watch that a lot so like they under they at least know what D, D is like that's good yeah do they have the best impression of it maybe from that show like maybe not but they know no. what it is so i feel yes. like they they kind of understand but you know they are proud of me and i you know it's funny because i realized um like i've had i have friends at, at work that will send a copy because when we so when we contribute to something as like an author we get a couple of we get a couple of copies like we get contributor copies of it um, as kind of part of the perk of and, and like a staff member will get, uh, you know, everything we we publish, which I don't take everything because there's a lot and I don't <laughs> boy is there. I don't need the pawn sets like I'm they're great. But like <laughs> yeah. I I primarily game online. So mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't need that. But I'll I'll leave that for someone who does. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I recently like I heard that. Oh, yeah, we I send my parents everything and they don't get it, but they think it's cool to see my name on a book. <laughs> and I was like, you know, maybe I should do that. So I actually, when I visited, I took down a couple of like my APs that I've written and Tech Revolution, which I wrote like I wrote about like 10,000 words, 12,000 words for that. And so I took those down and I showed my dad and he thought it was cool. Like, he's like, I don't know what this is, but he's like looking at the pictures and, <laughs> you know, and he's like, okay, there's a story here. So, uh -huh. but he can show his, now he's like, I'm going to show this because he's friends with a guy who's, who writes for the newspaper down there. And he's like, I'm going to show him this so he can see, oh, you know, what awesome. you do. Yeah. So it's like, I, I feel like I was kind of afraid they would be weirded out more than they were. Mm -hmm. um, so they're pretty supportive of it cool and yeah. uh, i i do want to say uh thank you and everyone for all your work at tech rev like uh, i love all the books i have all the books i've spent mm -hmm. money on all the books uh but like tech rev uh even more so than starship operations manual like tech rev uh right now it's like i have a couple games going and um another show starting in a couple months um but like you know <laughs> Our, our brains are just on fire with all the options all the things we can do now with uh tech rev um and, and i'm curious like are you allowed to like or is it is it discussed like oh i did this this is my thing in tech rev like this is my item do you do you it's such a collaboration is there mm -hmm. any sort of like ownership over like i am very proud of this thing in particular yeah, I mean we're we're allowed to do that for sure. Um they typically so the 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 good practice advice is that before a book comes out, don't talk about, you know, specifics because sure. 
it is possible that things get cut or things get changed. Oh, of course. Yeah, always. Even if it's good. Sometimes, like I was <laughs> saying with copy fit and pagination, yes. sometimes you're like, oh God, I have two extra pages. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I, I love this, but I have to, we have to cut this. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe we'll use it another time. I mean, the person still gets paid, um, but it's yeah. like, maybe we'll use it another time. Maybe we won't, but mm-hmm. things do go to the cutting room floor. But once, yes, once the book is out, people... You know, people can talk about it. Um, and I, I never did that in the past, but I've noticed a lot of people doing it. So I, I just gave in to the to the trend of like, all right, I'll talk about what I wrote. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. fine. So uh, <laughs> if I if I may ask, uh, what is your favorite thing personally from uh, Alien Archive 4 and Tech Rev that you did? Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> oh, my. Okay, so I think Alien Archive 4... Um, the uh oh gosh now i'm like i'm having a super brain fart and i i came up with them uh the uh the spores oh gosh hold on the n2 N2 spores yeah oh my gosh i i'm super proud of them because originally way back when i was just a freelancer i wrote um the uh, honor bound emissaries starfinder society scenario and thirsty as part of my outline he asked me to pitch three new species that could be from the scoured stars uh, originally and and that they would be the cry home freehold. And so I was like, okay, so Mm -hmm. I I did that. And so I came up with three, there were the Signathrix, which are like the seahorse people kind of, Mm -hmm. Uh, there's the the fear, which are gaseous people um, that I'm really (laughs) interested in exploring more, but we haven't yet. Maybe we will. I don't know. And then the uh, the Entu, but I the Nolentu were Entu spores and these like bat like creatures that had kind of you know merged and evolved together. And so mm-hmm. then when I was when I was given some you know words for Alien Archive Four, I was like, well, let's talk let's talk about them. Mm-hmm. So I was able to talk about the spores and like and list the Nolentu as an example of you know symbiotes that would that have like evolved to work with them and so i think that's cool because for me that's a culmination of something i that we started like years ago that i've been involved in and now it's like and now it's an actual species with stats (laughs) that you can play like cool um so i'm proud of that and then tech revolution i think probably just like all the mechs that i i mean all the mechs in general Uh, but like (laughs) Yeah, when uh, when when you agreed to do this, I was like, okay. At what point are we going to talk mechs? Because uh, yeah. you you are uh, a Twitter champion of, and if I'm pronouncing it wrong, please please correct me. Yeah. Uh, near Automata. Oh yes. So I I grew up uh, very much Power Rangers. I've mentioned it like four times this chat yeah. about like I'm like that was that is my uh, connection to mechs. Uh, I I've. I've seen a Gundam here and there. I, mm-hmm. I've seen friends making Gundams. Uh, so like mechs are cool to me, but like I don't have anywhere near the uh, the uh, the connection to them that other people have. And uh, you're you're championing of them. Like I'm gonna get into this. I, I don't really have the <laughs> podcasting's its own uh, mm-hmm. money sink to be honest. Uh, but like watching stuff. Um, so so uh, mechs. I I love they're they're great. I haven't. I kind of threw one at some of my players and it was more or less just a, just a, a combat where they just fought a big ass robot. But yeah. um, the, the work done in the mechs, uh, do you, do you have a favorite mech? Cause I was looking at them like, we really got the Aslanti. I love that. The, the space fascists. 
<laughs> got their own mech. Yeah, yeah. And I actually I did the I did the Aslanti ones. I did oh, that did you? one. That's awesome. I, I did. I also I did the I did the Vescarium mechs. Okay. And then there was gosh, there was one other one I did that I'm not gonna remember unless I get my book, but I'm I'm not gonna Hell go Knight? over there. No, you're good. No, you're fine. No, but... it was. It was the Hell Knights. Yes. Oh, was it? Oh uh, was, I... the the dog one was uh one of my favorite or not the Hell yeah. Hound, rather. The Hellhound is probably one of my favorites. I also yep. really like the the Warmander, like the the vest, like tank yes. mech. Uh, I originally I told Compton because he's the one who developed at least that section. Mm-hmm. I said I I said I I was like we I want to call this a skitter tank, but we could also <laughs> call it a Warmander because that probably sounds more dignified. And he went with a Warmander, but like it will forever in my heart be known as a skitter tank. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome and uh just just uh just one last thing on max it's like yeah, yeah. uh uh the, the the swap out heads <laughs> uh the 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 customization rather i guess is a better mm-hmm. way of putting it is just so damn cool and i, oh, yeah. I i'm in talks with some of my players about what they want to do with max because i'm like it's here we need to do something with it we're not wasting <laughs> so i yeah. uh, love it and there's a lot, you know, there's a lot under the hood with creating a mech from scratch. Um, so I would definitely recommend, you know, letting them play with things that are in that book or or like building something yourself mm-hmm. and then letting them play it. And then maybe they can customize. And then eventually, yeah. if they really like it, they can make their own like the way you'd make a starship. But playing mechs is like super easy because it's just it's just regular combat. You just yeah. have more things you can do because yep. you're in a big stompy robot that mm-hmm. that might even have like magic circuits and stuff like that. So no, I have really enjoyed it. Um in my home game, we we have like a side plot, like the B team that are uh they're like mech knights of Ioma Day that they they have oh. like this like yeah, they have this like holy um mercenary unit that's called her 12th act and so we all have a mech and it's so fun and it's funny because that has almost taken over for me in terms of our game i'm always like okay i like my character but when are we gonna play the mexican (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing yeah it's Uh, so fun it's so fun i recommend mechs to everybody yeah in uh in our in the second season second chapter of the the pod i uh helped very poorly i've gr- i've come a long way since then but i made we made a space paladin for one of my players and she is a nice. paladin of iomide yeah and i was like uh she she had to uh, uh the player had to step away from the pod just for health reasons and that sucks but like i can't get away from thinking of uh, like the cathedral ships are so thematic for iomide mm-hmm. like i can only imagine how just glorious uh the mechs are gonna look like i love that oh, yeah. her 12th act i'm gonna well i'm gonna tell my friend to listen to this episode uh to hear about that that's amazing oh yeah no it's so fun and my my characters and I, i'm not gonna like get you in too far into let me tell you about my game but uh <laughs> no mike in that one my character because because thirsty is our gm and he just gave us he gave us like a pre-made character and a mech um mm-hmm. and he's like because we're only because we'll play like five sessions with our regular characters and then we'll do like one um you know and then we'll start like it's like between arcs almost sure. like we'll, and then we'll come back to it after another arc is completed but mm-hmm. he he just gives us these characters and and their names apparently are some kind of like 
deep lore Warhammer 40k reference, <laughs> I guess. But so their names, so their names are like uh, Tempestum, Mortuum, and Ignatus. And he gave us these characters with nothing. He's like, I don't know, just like role play them. And so we gave we gave them our own, you know, our own personalities. So my character is like the super crusader like she's the paladin like she truly you know believes in all of this and she's mm -hmm. like going to save people and then we have uh our our like mercenary who's kind of like battle veteran like all right like let's just get this job done and then we have the absolute like asshole guy who's you know he uses uh he uses like a really jerky british accent and everything it's <laughs> it's so good like i just love that group but anyway yes mechs and Iomade mechs yeah <laughs> fantastic uh awesome uh so uh, so i guess we could get back to the the, the, the larger yeah, conversation uh the yes um you're i i unless you have more to uh discuss like i have i wrote little notes here there about like you know things mm -hmm. i want to talk about um i talked about brian i talked to brian last night about um uh the shirts uh the logo for united paizo workers like that money on uh shirts and merch is going to the effort, which uh, yes. I love. Uh, I, I'm so glad because when I first started seeing merch, I'm like, I, I the the tiny cynic in me was like, I I need to do research before I spend money. Yeah, uh, but but just in case, like someone was just like, haha, I'm making things. But now that I know, like the money is it, the the art's legit, the shirts are legit. Everyone's yep. like, it's going back to the thing, and I'm like, oh hell yes, I'll get that. So, oh yeah. Uh, so that is uh, just fantastic. Um, yeah, and I guess we worried that it's possible. Like we've asked people not, I mean, like we've, we've said people can use our logo um, for, you know, stuff on Twitter, like, you know, use it on your social media, stuff like that. But we don't want people to monetize it because again, like it is, it is meant to go towards the effort. Absolutely. But yeah. uh, I, I feel like there is a slight risk. Like we all do, like someone could try to do like knockoff items. I hope that mm -hmm. doesn't happen, but if it does, you know, just keep in mind that our, our United org, you know, our yes. store is tied to that. And anything that's not linked to our store is going to be a, a fraud. So, okay. Cool. You know, excellent. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, those listening, keep that in mind. Just look at yes. our website. We'll have yep. all the links. Yep. And I and I will be posting uh all the the links on social media too, and uh, get people to buy some stuff. They're, they're, it's it's a very it's a damn good logo. Uh, oh, it's so cool. I love people, it. Yeah. People, uh, I can't like the Twitter chatter around. Like, is that a kobold hammer or is that a kobold <laughs> holy? And people are like, I didn't think people. I, I can't remember who said it, but someone was like, I didn't know people were going to get it so quickly. But yes. <laughs> yes Kobold, and then kobolds fight better together i think is yep, the... yeah together yeah together kobold strong or kobolds fight better together yeah and uh it's it's also apparently a kind of a reference as well to a a kobold union that appears in um in agents of Edgewatch. that oh that's right yeah so we're we're kind of like yep nope this is <laughs> that is like the ap i've not read because uh yeah. some months ago i was promised uh a, a spot to play it uh offline it's like okay cool i won't because what i typically do with all paizo things is i buy all the things uh mm -hmm. as money allows of course but then like i just become a sponge and like how can i reference this and this and you know like like it's all a shared universe kind of thing back to my thing about you know continuity and references mm -hmm. like i use all of it but edge watch was one i was like okay i, I want to play that one but i don't want to go in having to 
hamstring myself and not um not metagame. But awesome. Kobold Union. Yep. <laughs> we liked it because we talked a lot about, you know, what could we use for our logo? And we we talked about, we're like, you know, we don't really want to use the golem because there's also some like, you know, there's some issues there with kind of appropriating like Jewish, you know. See, like I, I, I've asked people, if, so just as a tiny aside, like, mm-hmm. I, like I would hear like, oh, like I would look at golems and I'm like, I, I am learned enough that I know other uses of the word is this fine so um being very much that white dude i went to a jewish friend of mine i'm like hey uh i, w- I was gonna throw a cybernetic golem at golem at you is that mm-hmm. okay and she's like yes it's okay just like don't be weird about it like oh, right okay <laughs> fine yeah cool. and i it, feel and better you know, and it just depends because like, I mean, it, and again, it's like no, no community of people is a monolith. So exactly. Some people are, would probably be kind of offended by that or like, Hey, we'd rather not see this used for, you know, a, a secular purpose or a non-Jewish like purpose mm-hmm. or whatever. But some, some people like legitimately are like, no, that's cool. I'm fine with it. But yeah. we didn't want to have any of that conversation associated sure. with also it because it's a paizo thing we're like i mean we are paizo we're part of paizo but we kind of want to have our own identity and and we talked about a lot of things but when they came up with the kobolds it was like because they're canonically unionized we're like Mm -hmm. yes that's it that's what we want to (laughs) use so i uh i like it a lot i think that they uh they did a the folks who worked on that design did a great job and i think the strength of that design has definitely played a role in how successful at least our publicity you know kind of our pr has been because you know it's it's solid it's readable and and people like it so mm-hmm. people want to have a shirt or a mug with that cool logo on it so yeah. i think that's helped a lot awesome uh well yeah. that's, that's basically all i have i mean uh if, if there's anything like i haven't brought up that you really want people to know uh to talk about totally here for it um these these are interviews. These are like times that I want to. But these are hangouts. So when you were talking about your game, absolutely, that was a perfectly valid topic to discuss. Awesome. Um, so uh, so I guess I'll ask. Uh, uh, on top of all the work you're doing between uh, developing and uh, unionizing, organizing, mm-hmm. uh, what what kind of games are? How many games? And what's your kind of gaming schedule like? Well, um, right now, uh, my gaming schedule has been pretty light because mm. I I also have to kind of keep things open in case I want to play, especially when I was in org play, like if I wanted to run or play with uh, with some people in the community. And and I've just I've also been busy, obviously, sure. um, and with freelance as well. Uh, so I right now I'm in one game um, that is it is regular it's a it's a continuation of a game we played several years ago it's that one that thirsty's running it is a starfinder game uh-huh. using it's it's starfinder setting but it also has an expanded setting that is thirsty's homebrew nice um and it's really cool uh so we so we do that that's that's kind of my major game uh-huh. um and and i'm sure that group will continue indefinitely uh and i am working on uh, attempting like I'm gonna run like a, a one shot of Bluebeard's Bride, which is a powered by the apocalypse game uh, of feminine horror that I'm gonna run on Halloween for some people, and then 
I am hoping to get my own Starfinder campaign that I'm running off the ground, and I may be streaming that on my Twitch channel just for funsies in yeah. in January is when I'm trying to get it started. But mm-hmm. there's just there's just so much going on that it, it might be a bit later. <laughs> it might be a bit later than that, but yeah, that will be a that will be a the campaign will be homebrew. Like I will be writing it, but the setting will be like Starfinder, yeah. um, you know, packed worlds packed and worlds, and the yeah. vast that we know. Oh, so. that's awesome! I love it. I, I, I watch, uh, listen to damn near every Starfinder podcast oh, after yeah? at this <laughs> point because it's just a great community. I have people like and and uh, I, I self deprecating to a fault. Uh, we've been doing this for a couple of years, and people seem to like some of our stuff. And like, I have like I see new people popping up. I'm like, tell me about your story, friend. Let me, you know. And I and I just love that people are telling their stories, and I love the APs. But to hear people making homebrew stuff, it just feels so damn good to see it expanded. Um, at one point, like two months ago, there were three different Starfinder podcasts that I, I love to death that we're all on the planet of Triaxis and hearing how different <laughs> everyone's take is just, it's just so, so good. And so rich to me. Oh yeah, no, I, I really like that too. And I, and that's the other thing is I would like to stream it just because I, I want that. I want that to be another place to kind of have more, like more conversations about Starfinder. And, you know, <laughs> I, I already have a streaming platform. It's pretty small, but it, I mean, it could grow, it, but it's more about, I just want to see if I can spread, you know, Starfinder a little more. Cause I really yeah. love, I love the game. It's awesome. Yeah. And our setting is really cool. Uh, and just the nature of it being big, we don't get to delve deep into everything, mm-hmm. but, pod, but, you know, podcasts and streams are, and fan, you know, now with infinite, like the fan content that oh, we're going to be able to get like that's infinite. Yeah. yeah. It's mind blowing. I cannot, yeah. I, I have, I have like a, a scenario i was been pecking away at all year not very diligently but then when infinite i'm like oh wow i could probably put that there and uh it's just it's so cool that uh folks have that option i haven't looked too closely at it because i need to do a lot of work before i look look at posting anything but uh yeah infinite is it's huge game changer for as far as like uh, uh content people can latch on to Oh, yeah. And it's, you know, it's just like, I think all of that is going to uh, is going to help us, you know, really dig deeper, whether it's canon or even if it's not, if it's like not canon, it's fine. I just think Mm -hmm. it'll be cool to see more of the of the universe come to life. So and yeah, and uh, you you get to focus on what you wanted to expand Mm -hmm. on at the time, but couldn't. But now it's like, you know, when we when we watch your stream, when we see your stuff, like, this is where this is where Jenny wants to take her people. This is mm-hmm. this is good and great, and I I'm so looking forward to it. I I will be there, schedule a uh, permitting tuning into that immediately. Awesome. <laughs> Thank <laughs> so, you. So uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's uh, about all I have. Where can people find you that already don't already that for the few that follow me listening to this that don't already follow you? Where can we get you uh, at uh, social media? Sure. So I am on Twitter. Um, it is at Jen Jayski. So J E N like Nancy J S K I. So just kind of my name shortened. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on, uh, I am on 
Twitch uh, as Jezebel77. That's where I stream. I, I am kind of on a hiatus right now. Um, of course. <laughs> I, I was streaming like just video games I like to play. Like I did my whole like Drakenir playthrough and then I've done like a, another playthrough and then I've done like random, you know, just when I feel like playing games and, mm -hmm. and we inevitably talk about you know, we talk about Paizo stuff as well as cool. just random topics, but, but yeah, I should hopefully be back to that, you know, by the beginning of next month. So mm -hmm. check it out. Uh, and I hope to see people out there. Like I am, I'm very open to chatting with people and responding to things. So cool as I can, but yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> awesome. Uh, well that is the show. Uh, thank you, Jenny, for hanging out with me today. And uh, folks, uh, next episode, I promise, will be a return to the adventure of the crew of the Bizarre Encounter. Uh, but these are like, I'm like, I'm like recording and then dropping these like the next day. So I may put this one out Friday because I just put one, I put Brian's out this morning. So I may give what audience I have a, a, a day of breath uh, uh, to breathe without seeing me do an episode drop. But um, awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me.